welcome back to another episode. So today uh, I have here with me uh, Sean McCann. So hello, Sean. Hope you're doing well. Greetings. Thanks for having me. I'm very glad to be here. And we are joined back uh, once again by Ivan Ayola. Been a while since we did the show together. So welcome back, Ivan. Who are you again? Where am I? What the hell am I doing here? Is Wait, this movie, music? Is this is this music? Is this movies? I mean, it's I have no idea what's happening. Getting confusing. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm confused. I don't know what's real anymore. Hint, hint. What? Wink, wink. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because today we, uh, since we did our uh, uh, our episode with the with Sean on um, where we discussed the movie Dune, the latest Dune movie. Um, which is by the same director of the movie we're going to discuss today. So it's by Denis Villeneuve. So it's today we're discussing uh, Blade Runner 2049. So another good one uh, <laughs> to discuss. And so we'll go we'll go from Dune, where there's the thou shalt not make a machine that it's in uh, right. it's, it, it thinks like a human mind to right. the opposite to the exact opposite in Blade Runner with the, <laughs> where they where they did exactly that so right. where the androids dream of electric sheep yeah <laughs> hey Sorry, you said sheep so that means our earlier conversation that probably that what probably was it might have been a sheep that he made it might have been a sheep that was the name yeah you're right maybe not a maybe not a bull i figured a bull because i'm always looking for baal you know, mm. and it's like there is Babylonian stuff in this movie, and but we'll get into that later. Huh? Yeah, we yeah. kind of interrupted his his introduction. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you there. <laughs> no, the this is great. Was, yeah, was pretty much over. But uh, okay, anyway, great. yeah, we'll get into we'll previews, get into all of this. Yeah. So, uh, I guess I can start by saying that you know, if you're looking for some programming, some you know, I. Uh, agenda-driven uh, programming, you know, environmentalism, catastrophism, <laughs> you know, and getting you used to, you know, a new way of life uh, because we, you know, we are destroying the environment. So, you know, we have to be, you know, certain things that we have to, you know, submit to to yet other, another, a whole other set of rules than this this is the movie you're looking for. <laughs> so. Right. Hollywood loved making this movie for sure. Doesn't matter what the characters say, as long as Hollywood gets to push those fucking ideas that inculcate the idea of like human race is bad, you know, androids are good. Like the, you know, we're gonna a rich push. philanthropist will save the day, right? And he's a technocrat who's got like, a, you know, augmented body with like machines. transhumanism, right? Yeah, transhumanism, right? And, yeah, um, so that yeah, and, because. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically the backstory is that you know this guy. I mean, there was like the like it says in the in the beginning in the titles uh, in the mid in the mid twenty twenties. So <laughs> right, it's gonna be the the crisis of the of the like a huge ecosystem crisis. Right, basically ecosystem and, collapse. Yes, ecosystem and the collapse. famine because like I guess ob like obviously uh, something uh, akin to global warming has happened and all the outdoor shots are like desolate and it, you know there's dust in the air there's no sun like yeah. there's just this cloud cover eternally exactly. and uh 
you know, who knows if it's chemtrails or whatever up there. And then, and later they uh, talk about radiation. Like some places are just no go zones. Yes. So that goes along with the 2030 agenda or 20 agenda 2020, where they want to rewild the, the earth and like to have us in these central cities. And again, that's what they got here. Uh, just like a lot of other movies, like, you know, um, you know, beyond the wall is this wilderness that no one goes, you know, and uh, you know, it's all destruction. And so it's like the repeating this shit over and over hunger games and like all these other movies, it just um, puts into our subconscious. Like we like really what TV does and movies is it keeps us looking long enough to put stuff into our subconscious mind. Like the story is only there to hold our attention while it floods our brain with this other shit. And like you said, it's um, inculcating all of the ideas that Hollywood and the controllers of the people want to have, uh, want us to have. And like we were saying, you know, he's a technocrat, he's rich. Um, yeah, because th- this guy is uh, uh, Wallace, is, is his right. name, I think, uh, Nyander Wallace or something. And he, and as they say in the beginning, he, you know, thanks to his uh, right. synthetic farming, which basically right. he farms, you know, these uh, uh, worms. Worms. <laughs> uh, he saved worms. the world from, from, from famine. Right. So. But doesn't that make you kind of, doesn't like the way that, that the elite have been operating is they give us the problem before they give us the solution. So who's to say he's not also responsible for the blight that has destroyed the world? You know what I mean? They don't get into that. They nope. make it seem, you know, like in the newspaper, it's like, oh, thank God for Bill Gates and his fucking yeah. worm burgers, you know. But really, like, Bill Gates is destroying it while it's like, but we, we can assume that because he's we, buying up all the farmland and who knows what's being done on those farmlands. You exactly. Know? Yeah. yeah they're building they're making grubs and like and the um and it the the idea of of the rebellious here we'll get into that later i don't mean to derail us well we'll, i don't i'm I'm kind of all over the place but you go ahead (laughs) sorry no well with something you uh put out there building walls they do have a wall in this movie when they show los angeles the consolidated yeah, condensed los angeles the it's by the ocean yeah. you got the seawall huge wall where they don't right. go over there you know everybody just stays in the city and then right. the contrast just like the first blade runner that sense of isolation like you know um abandonment where you have los angeles everybody's crammed together in the first one and you got the building where, uh, you know, um, I forgot his name, the guy that builds the little uh, dolls, you know. Oh, Remember yeah. Uh, J.F. Oh. Sebastian. Yeah. Sebastian, yes. right. That Thank building, you. that whole apartment building, whatever, it feels abandoned, empty, like he's by himself. Right. And they do yeah. the same thing in here where you have all of Los Angeles, all this population, everybody's on top of each other. But then when our character Joe goes to Vegas to find Harrison Ford Deckard, it's all abandoned. It's empty. Right. It's just Decker by himself. So, you know, it gives you that contrast of overpopulation, but yet they show abandonment. And, yeah. like, you know, it's like, hmm. yes. So, yeah. And overpopulation, obviously, is another, it's one, another thing that, that's in there, obviously. Uh, and 
and you see kind of a scene remi that reminds me of the uh, soil and green when he goes into his apartment and everybody's living in the corridors <laughs> and <laughs> yeah <laughs> right like yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlton Heston so, walking on top yeah, of people to get exactly. to his apartment yeah. the same thing That's like here similar, yeah. and his apartment is spacious and it's all nice because he's one of them he's uh, in crowd he's a cop yeah. 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 yeah and also yeah, a super, yeah. the, the superpower of the of the police basically so you know, everybody when he met when you know he mentions his police, everybody like freezes and oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. as, as they say in the first movie, you know, if you're not a cop in the city, you're no one, you're nobody. nobody. So. Yep. But really it'll be like the end of training day when that cop is surrounded by everybody who lives there and they say, Fuck you, motherfucker, and they stop his face and kill him. <laughs> that's a different movie. We'll talk about yeah. that later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, so this rich guy, Wallace. He's taking over. He's taken over Tyrell. Like it also said in the beginning that that the replicants, which are the synthetic humans, uh, they got a will of their own, and they want tried to be free, and they stopped obeying orders. And that that's was the why. Nexus Eight, right? The Nexus Eight was the last ones. Yeah, I think the Nexus Six were the ones that he was chasing in the first movie. Right. And then the Nexus, Nexus 8, Eight were the were the last the ones that didn't have a lifespan right they could they could just live forever or whatever mm -hmm. you know and um and then the new ones are the ones that obey right the new ones are the perfect slaves basically yeah. and um so tyrell or not tyrell tyrell goes out of business because um there was a slaves, blackout right the black no there was, there was a Please, that's uh, important too do you want to talk about the blackout okay the oh well the, he go uh tyrell who was the previous manufacturer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right. Least, he goes out of business because there were violent rebellions. The rebellious ones right right uh, that's the guy with the big glasses his eyes yeah, are all like gets, right, like, gets, yeah, gets yeah 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 and yeah. he has the owl like that's, that that's and he lives the in the movie. pyramid like yeah yeah mm -hmm. so um so okay but this one this There's... one is like the this one is like the new slave the new slave class basically right uh, so to speak and they are and i've noticed this because they are you know they pretty much are oppressed and, and hated by the humans <laughs> yes as they put it because they are you know they pretty much are probably envied <laughs> as i as Maybe i see so. it because like because they don't have a know. lifespan and they don't fucking well they are it. You know they are you know healthier obviously and uh, all humans here are depicted as very sick and and weak because right. they have all this sickness and but they have free you know, will they... yeah supposedly <laughs> <laughs> supposedly yeah. so even even the like aesthetically if you see all the like the humans are all you know are kind of ugly people right and the and the you know the synthetics are you know more you know like like you know handsome and healthier and, and whatever so right. that creates sort of the the, the right. you know they created this this hatred for the, the the humans have for the for their slaves basically right not, and not I to mean, push it's it's pure racism like mm -hmm. pure like hating of the other is a human trait species that's natural yeah. right yeah. yeah yeah not to it's push a, another movie but if you recall if you've seen it free guy that last ryan reynolds movie it has some of that also where it takes place in the video game world mostly 
And in there, there's a division between all the regular background characters are just the regular people. All the shit happens to them. But then the sunglass wearing people, they're the special ones. They're beautiful. They're pretty. They're the action ones. They get away with everything. So it's, again, pushing that in this fake reality. You have the special ones that are beautiful and can do no wrong. And then all the rest of the ugly people that are just whatever. They're just background noise. So the same thing kind of here. You know what else? Uh, Wallace, this guy who has is he's you know transhuman, and he's got all the money in the world, and he's doing evil things, and he's doing the same. He's doing what Nimrod was doing with ancient Babylon, you know, trying to storm heaven and become God and create life and all this yeah. shit. Yeah, obviously like, he has even his uh, his uh, perfectly evil, perfectly right. evil, uh, you know, psychopathic, uh, you know. <laughs> maniacal maniacal monologue in uh, right but I mean, in he's, talk, end, he's talking to to his uh, you know to his, to his uh, fixer there the the chick the, the killer synthetic right. love her name there. is love yes yeah. l-u-v oh, yeah. and he's right. like oh we lost our taste for slaves and, and yeah every, every great and civilization s- is built upon slavery so right right so he's obviously immoral like he's a satanist basically and um and yet he's at the top. And yet he's, he's at, the, at top. the top. And at the end of the movie, nothing happens to him. Right. <laughs> we just forget, like, oh, whatever. I'm hoping sequel somewhere, but yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. All the money, all so, the power. Like, the love chick gets defeated. And, you know, spoiler alert, people. The love chick gets defeated. And then, you know, Deckard gets to, like, close the, the you know, his, um, he gets the. See his daughter. Yeah, yeah. Basically, like, um, uh, resolve the the open ended, you know, emotional pains that he has. Like, so, like that. His the, character the human arc story has resolved. Yeah. Right. Yes, the character arc. Yeah. Right. And the human story is resolved and over. But Wallace is still happening. They still live in this destroyed universe, well, you know, world at least. And you know, it's it's like it inculcates a learned helplessness like all you can really do is like maybe fight for your own little story but the bigger story you know we don't oh, get to what's learn that about quote it. it's that little battle is one but the whole war is still right. yet to be you know exactly. decided. yeah and they and right. they sell and they sell the people uh, you know the hope for uh, the better life of world but we actually know that 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 this isn't isn't actually the case if you know a, a little bit of the even of the right. I, I guess the Blade Runner lore because of world all this war and and well just, Wallace well, hints at it when they're gonna send at the end that's what they're gonna send Deckard it's like the things that can't do to you here but you yeah. know we can get you to talk off world because you don't because know they have like those capabilities there yeah right exactly yeah that's and, like, and if you've seen it's like know, Epstein's Island you know what hmm. I mean yeah. like they have yeah. a sp- a place that no one else can see. And they do it all there, you know. Yeah, exactly. And if you if you if you've seen like uh, this movie called Soldier with uh, Kurt Russell, and it's actually a Blade Runner, it's actually the Blade Runner in the, take it takes place in the Blade Runner universe. He's a really he's, yes. no shit. Yes, that's on my list. <laughs> I've he's seen a, it years ago from the late eighties. He's, repli- he's a replicant. That he's a military replicant that gets sent oh. off world to do the, with the Jason war, Scott all the Lee wars. also. Yeah, Jason Scott Lee and Kurt Russell. Interesting. Um, so you know you see how how it, you see there how with even though you say oh silly silly movie you know cheesy yeah. movie from the 90s sci-fi from the 90s and 
but you see you see, you actually see how off world how what what really is you know off world that it's not this you know heaven you know Right, a new Obviously, life awaits yeah. you in the yeah, off-world exactly. colony. Yeah. It's a chance to begin right. again in a golden like total land of opportunity and adventure. Damn, I've seen it so long, so many times that I have that imprinted yeah, in there. Exactly. Is yeah. that, no, isn't that from Total Recall? No, isn't that, that was from in the commercial yeah, Recall. Or, they give you yeah because they have the memory like, of they, a lifetime. Recall, recall, recall. But yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So the same thing is from Blade Runner. The original. They promise you all this, you know, great, all you know, this, you know, new life, etc. In the off world, right. even they may, because almost you know, like Christianity, are, isn't it? If you so like, live like, now, just worship, worship yeah. anew, and yeah, then yeah. the next life, all the rewards wait for right. you. So don't. Not not be it's, later, it's almost later. like it's almost like VR. Also, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. don't worry about this world. Just go into your little fucking yeah, headset exactly. and like, but, eh. yeah, because if you, you know, and that you know, so just a reminder that you know, if you're if you're doing things wrong here, if you're, if you have a, if you, you know, live a, live a life in, uh, you know, in immorality and, and you keep doing the things that are not right, then you're not going to find another, you're just going to export your, your, your sick beliefs uh, in, in other places and you're just going to end up ruining them <laughs> as well. So, <laughs> yeah, that's and it, you know, it's, uh, like the, the Wallace had immorality to the max and like that's the dude in charge and then look at the world you know and yeah. they're all like thanks to Wallace like we can live on grubs but I mean the world is destroyed because that's the macro of the mind of the people that are running it you know the minds are devolved you know with no care and they just you know materialism and well let me put this out there immorality let me throw this out there so if you remember batty in the original blade runner you know he wants more life fucker you know he wants to find his maker his god they're looking right. for more life and now in this one you have wallace who is the god he's creating them but yet you see at least twice in the movie, the girl that was created and falls out of the sack. And I guess she's not perfect right. for some reason. He just has her killed. Yeah. She know? can't reproduce. She's not yeah, fertile. She's, she's not she's right. Bad. So kills her. And then when they recreate Rachel, and oh, her eyes are green. Well, boom, right. gets her killed. So it's that power of God, like, Oh, give life. And also, Oh, but able to just kill. At will, just, yeah. Take it right. without even flinching or so it's right. again, that psychopathic power right. of give life and take away life. I am God. Yeah. And like, and this movie also like the first movie or, and the book it's, it's like, should we have compassion for these things? Do they have a soul? You know, they seem to have desires of their own, you know, and they, like, it's really a strange idea, but I mean, if we can have compassion for animals and we, you know, like if you like the androids that are creating the rebellion and fighting this, the evil powers, I identified with them, even though I'm a human, you know, I see this movie and I'm like, yeah, that's my crew right there. You know, <laughs> like this is, um, doesn't basically want to be left alone. Right. Right. Just like any intelligent consciousness. Sentient, sentient being. Because, sentient consciousness. Yeah, because exactly. actually, you know, um, I heard Brandon Martin's uh, latest presentation that not now he, he put it down to re-upload it with better, with better audio, I think. Uh, but I, but I, uh, to, I, I had the chance of listening to it uh, on The Matrix. 
and he talks about it. Uh, he talks about the fact that even uh, you know, once you create, you know, the, the dilemma is once you create a sentient form of life, you know, then what do you do? You can't you can't violate its right. rights, you know, that because yeah, yeah. then you become immoral. Either you I... don't do it, or yeah. you know, I yeah. contemplated this a while back watching a show called Humans. I think it was uh, yeah, Humans from the BBC. It was on AMC here, and I haven't even finished it yet. But there was something where humans obviously create these AI or robots, androids. But there's a point is like once they start thinking for themselves and feeling or whether it's artificial or not, it's like has that line been crossed now where it's something you created and you no longer really have control over it. You don't have the right. Well, I made you, I can destroy. No, because if that's the case, whatever made us can destroy us at will because exactly. hey, it made us. So it's that thing. Once that line is crossed and it's on exactly. its own, it's its own living, breathing, you know, thinking thing. So that's it. Hands off. That's right. it. It's done. And, you know, in this film, they also brought up that soul question too. the um, police chief or whatever yes. that uh, Robin Wright's character. She does have a conversation with Joe and tells him, right. well, you don't have a soul. You don't have to worry about that because he was asking about the baby, the child that was born. Does it have a soul? Because if it was from a replicant and she's like, well, you don't he have says, a soul. So it doesn't yeah, he, matter. You don't matter. He says, uh, I haven't I have never retired uh, something that was born before. And, uh, and she's right. like, oh, what, what's the problem? Like right. well, maybe maybe it, maybe it has a soul or something. And she's like, yeah. you know, you you did, and, and in the end she says you did fine. You you have been doing fine without one. And he's and he's like, well, right. what's that? And, and she says a soul. So right. you see that the human is more messed up than the. But that's because <laughs> she doesn't have a soul. Yeah, that's right. She's a cop, and she thinks she doesn't need a soul. What exactly. do you need a soul for? I'm doing fine without it. That's yeah, when man. she's telling him that she's reassuring her own self. Yeah, exactly. Yes, because <laughs> fucking and in cops the meantime, don't have a soul. Go ahead. Yeah. No, and in the meantime, she's the again uh, we, as we said in the the previous movie Dune with the with the fear of chaos and everything, and she's like the same. You know, she has the same paranoia paranoias about right. she actually says that that the world that the, the world is built on a wall that separates <laughs> kind, you know, and uh, if you if you tell uh, if you tell either side that, that there's not this wall anymore, it's gonna be you know a war or or a slaughter. So she says. So yeah, you have to kill the 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 the, the little right. Baby, the secret. So. It's the secret that yeah, yeah trying to again right. occultism, trying occultism. to keep knowledge hidden. It's like exactly. wait, these things can reproduce now and they can become their own race and everything. We need to squash that. Erase all the evidence. Go and wherever you found that bird, he burns it down and trying to get rid of all the evidence that right. these replicants can reproduce because now that that threatens the establishment. The way things are, that humans are the kings right. on here. So right. yep. And that's the last gasp of human power because beyond that is transhuman power. And that dude's already halfway machine. He's got augmented body. Vision. Yeah. yeah. Like, and these things can see like emotional, uh, they, like he can tell if Deckard is lying because he's using these, these fucking drones ah, yeah. that are, you know, so they're probably reading all kinds of stuff like heat signature and like, you know, or yeah. like um, those watches people wear now, how many paces you take and, you, right. know, you know, all the blood pressure right. and all that stuff. You yeah. know, I, I wanted to, to put, uh, you know, regarding this, I wanted to to say, you know, what, what's the deal with the, the baseline, the baseline test? 
Oh, that's trauma nice. test. Baseline trauma. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> Did you notice that he, they, they talk about like cells interlinked within cells within yes. cells. Yeah. So that's like the hierarchy structure mm. of cops of power, you know, of the chain of obedience. Right. And then when he's failing the test, they're asking him things like, what would it feel like to love? What about holding hands with a woman? Like they ask him all these emotional things that are like related to being a human. And it's almost like they're testing to see if he thinks that he has his own free will consciousness or not. And baseline for the cops is like, okay, he's totally robot right now. But like, <clears throat> like when they, when he failed the test, he had already lied and he's doing actions with like his care. He has care now. And like he's doing things in a human way. You know, or, or signs that there may be a soul in there. Right. And he's not supposed to have a soul. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, they, they test him. They do this baseline test the first, the first time in the movie after he kills the, the Dave Bautista's character. Bautista's character. The, because I think that's because he's killing his own kind. And he's perfect. Yeah. And, he, he, and he it's a trauma to do yeah. that. Yeah. So they have to test to see if he like feels remorse, you know? Mm. It's crazy. Like, I mean, can you imagine like having to have a test to see if your Android is becoming free will or not? Like, that's how, that's what well, I you got know. I think it. in the real world they do something similar to that because, at least in movies and TV shows, we know. I think even in real life, when there's a officer involved shooting, when a police officer has to shoot somebody or kill somebody, they do right. take them off for you know a little while just to make sure that they could go see a psyche valve and uh, you right. kill everything, yeah. and then then they put them back. But uh, but if they're like, no nah, man, I don't know, man, I should I kill somebody, I don't know if I, you know, right. if it fucks them up. So yeah, they because all it like takes that. is one time, like you can all of a sudden break yourself and be like you know like it's i mean imagine killing somebody with a gun that doesn't deserve it like the the emotional trauma that it would do to somebody that actually does care for human life and mm -hmm. they followed that order and like and then they're stuck in this hell of remembering it like all cops so it's almost like test job. it's almost like test to make sure that you still lack empathy Okay, yeah. good. He's still good right. to go out there. <laughs> good. Yeah. He's still lack empathy. Okay, That's he's right. still good to go That's out right. there. Oh shit, he's showing signs of empathy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because uh, the right. second time he doesn't answer right right away. He has like the split. He took second. his badge. Yeah, he had like the split split seconds uh, hesitations. So mm -hmm. they they realized and his throat. Yeah. She was like looking at his throat, swallowing and stuff, mm -hmm. and she was looking. At, she's like, "You're way off baseline." And, and like, after she's like, go do this thing. And when you get back, you know, who knows if you're going to get your gun back. Like, she's like, give me your badge and your gun because you're off baseline. So like, that's the, that's the, the what happens when you're not on baseline. They it's fucking like faulty, take faulty you product. off the beat. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. We and, didn't, I, I had you asked you guys to remind me, but we didn't let's touch on this, the cover. Remember, it's got both the blue and the red on yeah. either side. So I know you wanted to touch on that. And you see that, and you see the the man is on the red, and the woman's on the blue. Like it's it's showing the male and female sides, uh, you know. And 
joy or whatever on the well, right. Well, the humans on the blue where you got creativity, imagination, and then you got the freaking robots the kind on, of the right. on, on, yeah. on the right where it's just mechanical, you know, logic numbers, you know, right. just, you know, and yeah, that yeah. guy, the freaking transhumanist well, guy. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or it's on but the yet, left or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yet yeah. you also got freaking, they have joy there. And we could talk about joy. You brought up something and about she, joy. She has love and compassion. Right. Even, I even did. though it's artificial. <laughs> and she's right, on the blue side. Right. And like, what was she created for? Why was she really created? And it's just like in AI, the movie, the, the Kubrick movie. Mm-hmm. Um, these Jude robots, <clears throat> they're created for sex. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they do. And, um, you know, all the, all the, the technology is driven by war and sex. Like all the military makes all the technology and then they give it to the people so that they can use it in their pornography. I mean, they got teledildonics now they got VR women. Like you get, they get everything. So like, this is a VR woman, right? And her name is joy, not J O Y it's J O I. I noticed that like when I put on the subtitles, I'm like, that's weird. And I look up J-O-I, what is that? It means jerk off instructions. It's a porn thing. Like the actress tells the viewer how to jerk off. Like she's like she's the dominatrix telling you what to do. And like, that's her name. And then like, you see the ads, the fucking 50 foot hologram of this naked woman who's all like sexy and oh, hi, mm-hmm. Joe, you know? Like, because that's what her intent intention is and she can take calls and she can you know do nothing i don't know what else she does yeah, it's written you know <laughs> she, she'll tell she will tell you you know whatever you want to hear and and right yeah and, the, the ad is said whatever you yeah. want to hear and whatever you want to see and in right. his apartment you see with the rails up there with the cat yes. projection thing that he makes a bowl of generic noodles that the, he needs but but yet she brings a holographic plate of like what was it i don't know if it was like burger it's and like fries and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all nice looking food but she puts it on top of the generic thing you know that he's eating so again you makes imagine? you see what you want to see Ugh. yeah that's Dude, yeah. can you imagine living in such a fake world it's like, like the matrix remember the matrix the of slop? yeah, yeah exactly. eating that slide looked like freaking some yeah. dried up cereal kind of thing but then in the yeah. new one that's another place we can go they're like oh look now they can do artificial cherries and strawberries right. and everything like see better than that girl but and yeah, then the technology same thing is like the same thing with the sex scene like you know she yes. sinks with the woman and you know and he knows it's a it's a porn image like displayed on a whore and and he's a robot at the same time like Mm -hmm. it's really weird to me like why does he even have the desire for sex like what is it why do they do that why do they eat why do they need to breathe you know these kind of questions they they are synthetic humans they're not exactly robots so right right but i mean i they never really tell us how they're built so we don't know if they really need air or if they really need food, maybe they're yeah, doing it because yes. they're programmed. Yeah, you know. Apparently, yeah. yeah the because end, they he drowns. Are, he drowns the. Yeah. Uh, the he drowns female. her. Like exactly. they're not. They're not mechanical. They're, and he dies. Or, or, he bleeds out. Yes. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So like that's interesting, and then it causes us to have more empathy for them, mm-hmm. and relate to them more because talking we about did, empathy we die the yes. same way. Yeah, that I noticed this. I don't know if it was the third or fourth time I just watched it when in Vegas when he has that little portable projection stick and then the other replicant 
she goes to stamp on it, but it's oh, the sorry. projection of Alma, whatever, of Joy. Joy. And you kind of feel, it's kind of like you're meant to feel, oh no, she's going to die because that's the only place that the right. digital programming, yeah, like the soul. data of her is right. in the stick and she's about to die. And it's like, wait a minute. See, they, they're getting ones. that. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, but they're getting you to feel for, oh, she's going to die. Right. The experiences he had with her. And all. Yes. It's a data. It's a, it's a program. Yeah, but yeah, I like, you know, death is and, coming. And point. he's a robot. Like, we're going to yeah. like, rem- oh, he's going to feel bad. Like, huh? Like, what the fuck, dude? It, I mean, excuse my language. But yeah, <laughs> it's it's really it's. I mean, they and they they walk that line the whole movie. Same thing with the first movie. Like, is Deckard a replicant? And who knows? Like, like the you know um, Rachel didn't know she was a replicant and whatever you know. So it, the, it's really good to have that subjective. You know, it gives you something to think about, and it that way you can like. you know imagine it either way you know what i mean and like you get more information out of the out of the picture if you can i think it's a little bit of that obfuscation of free on free will see reality could be whatever you want it to be if you feel that he was a replicant then there you go it's true oh if he wasn't he was still human then there you go too it's that thing of truth it's your truth sean it's your truth then (laughs) let's go your truth and my truth see the truth can be whatever we want it to be it's like well wait a minute no there's the actual truth of no he actually was a replicant or he wasn't one so we never get to know we know yeah and they hint we talked about this earlier wallace's conversation well when you met rachel the first time maybe you were programmed that you guys were supposed to be there and da, 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 why you and not someone else right. and again see that that you know or and and, seeds of doubt and humans can be programmed too so yeah. maybe maybe that like because like you know we know about sra and shit we know with trauma and like whatever like there are people that are walking around programmed like robots but they're people you know so mm-hmm. that's a fine line you know well the look free, at the world today will, right the programming right. six feet wear a mask people right. automatically program now they step out of their car grab their mask before going to the store and they keep sure. their social distance there's it's programming gross. at work people like i work in a factory you do too right like these people they're wearing masks again i don't know why this omicron shit on the news we don't have to but they're doing it anyway and they're like they're wearing these gloves covered with the like who knows what like metal dust grease like all kinds of shit and they're like touching their mask and they're touching their ears and they're pulling their hair back with it it's just so nasty and they you know like and their mask is covered with black and they're walking around thinking mm-hmm. that they're like helping it's just mm-hmm. it's really and sad. then they don't dispose it in a you know biodegradable no, kind of place or it goes in the regular trash or it's on the floor or whatever yeah it's and like how you're talking about that that ties yeah. into the movie one part there we were talking about the young girl right with her immune deficiency in a in a cell though. right so that's right. The, uh, the 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 daughter of rachel and uh mm-hmm. and Becky. Right. so so she tells a story about how she was she was in the world and a normal kid until she was 10 years old and she remember she said that she used to love crowds but then all of a sudden she's got to stay indoors all the time and that's in our subconscious mind now that we have gone through the pandemic now that trauma is in us and we recall it through her you know um when she mentions that shit, it triggers within us our own lockdown 
And well, that own... was predictive. Remember, this film had a 2017 release, October. Yes, so this was yes. at least two, three years before all this went right. down. That's what I'm saying. Like they they sowed the seeds of it. You know, the shit has been long and it's like they've been planning this. We know we've been looking at the real information and this has been in the works since at least 2000, you know, and they anyway, it's it's an extension of their new world order. Like it's the the rollout of their new world order. And they knew that they were going to use this. uh, You know, you got to have an enemy that everybody in the world can fight. And if it's not climate change, because we all live in the same climate, then it's a, a disease of a body because we're all humans. Right. So they have to like get something that everybody's on board with that you can't have national boundaries. And that way it's like all the world together. Like when Ronald Reagan says, well, what if what if aliens came down? We'd all, you know, work together as one planet. Like so that's what they're trying to push with this, the psycho, the psychology that they're they're inculcating, you know, their worldview that they want to create in our minds is that um, of like one world. And then we need them, you know, to be our rulers. We must have that. So like that's, and it's just a rollout of that. And so they knew that it was going to be um, a virus, like a, some sort of like disease or whatever. And if you, you know, if you think about the psychology of these Satanists, like the fucking, the black plague in Europe must, was like, must, that must be what they dream about when they're having sex. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're just so, they're just so hateful and they want to kill the the world so much. The eugenicists, you know, like they, the, the dysgenicists, they want to uh, depopulate the planet. Like, Oh, what's, what was the best thing that, Hmm, what can we do again to really, you know, reduce the numbers. And in the history books, all they talk about is like when they mentioned the black plague, they always say like it got rid of one third of the population of Europe. And it's like, Oh, you know, or more like, you know, I don't even remember, but it was like a big number. And they really stressed that. And like this disease is what did it. So like, even then they were giving us this idea that disease can wipe out the entire population, you know, and it, it's like a script that they already had written just like the Bible is already a script that they use. You know what I mean? It's like they've created it long ago and they knew that they were going to roll it out now. And it's so obviously the people making this movie, if they didn't know the people approving the shit and, and telling them what, you know, I mean, the producers and the money people do have influence in these films and um, you know, like the CIA is there to help make war, you know, military makes war movies with hollywood and whatever so we can only assume you know i mean that's kind of a foggy subject but obviously this is triggering in us now now that those events have happened and it is reality the pandemic did happen and she's talking about immune immune problems and being locked into this cage and the cage has technology that gives her everything she can imagine. She can create anything, the whole world. But then when she turns it off, it's a barren nothing. She's got a cot, not even a cot. She's got a mattress on the floor and a little tea table. And that's it. 
Like she, so that's what they want for us to be locked in our bubble in our jail cell content because we have everything. We can make a birthday party. Yay. You know, with this little device. We'll own nothing and be happy. Exactly. That's Jennifer said that when we were watching it yesterday, like it's same thing. Like that's what they want for us. Bingo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I bet you she has her food delivered by Uber. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uber eats all the all, all the right. delivery food, and yeah. hey, she can she can communicate with anybody mm. because she's got FaceTime. So all yeah. the Zoom like us, hey, you know, we were stuck yeah. at home. But look, you can still live the new normal, artificiality. Right. Yeah, yeah. She gets fucking grubs delivered, and they're like artificial grubs, even made by replicants. You know, at a farm that has like the. The greenhouse tent has like Russian letters on it made yeah. by Russian now, companies. Talking about tents. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In the beginning, it's when all they do that whole flyover. Yeah. It yes. looks, you think, oh, is that a desert? But no, it's all tents. And you can see right. people moving under underneath the tents. That's tent. the That's real farming. They're growing their stuff. Because, yeah. because the air and the chemtrails have killed the air so much, they got to keep, they got to grow everything indoors, just like and, cannabis. And those, those round, facilities you saw with all those lenses those are the, all the solar things instead of each right. home having their own solar thing everything's <clears throat> centralized so it says los angeles and you right. see like four or five of these big round things Wait, with these you solar know what panels. else that is and then the trash where the the, the oh, waste yeah. place it's san diego the county of san diego yeah. now it's all this <laughs> trash the, yeah, uh, yeah, it yeah, is yeah, already though isn't it they are yeah. dr- they drink shit water i mean anyway <laughs> Um, it's yeah, probably beautiful a, yeah, by the beach. That's a, a reminder also of the of the mo- of, of soldier of the movie soldier with the when I saw the the thrash, the thrash uh, airships that delivered the mm-hmm. all the junk there. That's what happens in you see that in soldier too. So that, that yeah, was yeah, that was interesting. And yeah, but I was thinking, yeah, didn't don't they have the technology to to recycle all that stuff? No, yeah, they just, just, think, they just right? leave it there. They're I so advanced. Yeah, they. They just leave it there. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that like when uh, when Kay like crashes his car, there's all this metal scrap everywhere. And I'm thinking like metal scrap is valuable. Like they can melt that shit down. Like, you know, it's all these like old radiators and like whatever the fuck they could find. But it's not regular trash. It's like valuable trash. It's stuff that you could use like concrete and fucking metal, <laughs> you know. Anyway, and, and that leads to another level in this where you have uh, Lenny James character, the black dude. You have the child slavery where he has yeah. them all collecting different stuff and tinkering and, you know, doing stuff with the metal stuff because right. the children, hey, they, the slave labor with the children. They got little hands. Yeah, yeah, all that crap. Yeah, because, but I'm yeah. thinking there's some planned obsolescence in there too, because maybe in the big cities they tell them, look, once all this technology and everything, you know, we got to keep going and move going forward because look, all, all these ships we're creating, everything that's limited supply, whatever. And maybe they, San Diego, where they're dumping all that, the people living in Los Angeles or in the major cities don't know this. So it's again another t- form of planned obsolation uh, where they yeah, just yeah. dump the, everything that can be recyclable and say look we don't have enough materials there's limited resources this is right. again we don't know if that's a world scarcity. where that lie it's a sc- yeah, yeah, yeah. The but, scarcity. Uh, that, that yeah. scene with the with the child with the child slaves that actually take the metals that are used for building space space vessels oh. spaceships mm-hmm. you know it's very uh yeah. indicative because i think it really is sums up pretty much you know what that kind of world you know right. the, the kind of world that it is where you know te- te- technology has evolved 
so to speak. They still get uh, child however, slavery. Yeah, they still yeah, right. they still have child child slavery because you know Just even like if Snowpiercer. Yeah, even but, if technology has evolved, but consciousness has has devolved at the same time. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess that's the more the more you know <laughs> indicative uh, yeah. sequence of the of the movie for 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 this you know. Yeah. Yep. There was a line I told you guys I wanted to bring up, and um, I might not remember it exactly. You guys know it. It's that quote. It's a line that one of the the older lady replicants at the end says something about to die um, for the right cause is the most human thing we can do. And then Sean, you said something. Oh, well, maybe yeah. to live is the most. But but right. as far as in context of the movie and a lot of movies and things, is like come on, you know, people bust their ass trying to you know do whatever you know wasting their lives on frivolous meaningless shit whereas you know the right cause is to end slavery you know for freedom right. and all this you know so i, yeah. I don't know that i thought yeah, that was important the, in there as the most human thing to do but, but if you yet, live the robots, for freedom the robots are the ones trying to achieve that and the humans right. they don't give two shits about it yeah it's like this eternal battle against tyranny and oppression and domination is still happening but the humans have been taken over the humans are cops and child slavers and the but the battle still happens the the robots now have taken up the shields and the sword you know it's really interesting could that be another form of obfuscation see the humans are the ones with father soul and the robots the ais are the ones with souls exactly. because they're the ones fighting for freedom and willing to it's die like for a, it's like a it's like a satanic swap. inversion a satanic yeah. inversion right like the mirror yeah yep yeah and um so i also wanted to mention that uh along with the the joy being jerk off instructions like robots these synthetic humans were probably invented in the first place to be a pleasure model you know like in the first movie the two of the 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 women were made for sex like you know Mm -hmm. even though one of them was a was a beauty and the beast yeah yeah (laughs) battle chick also right but um so so there's that history you know and then uh written on the door of k's apartment they hate him and they call him a skinner and if you know about jail uh terminology a skinner is a rapist a Skinner is, uh, or a pedophile and, um, somebody who does skin crimes, you know, where they take the skin of another and they're kept in like, you know, isolation from other prisoners because everybody hates them. And, you know, they would, they would do things like that, like write stuff, you know, they would brand them as a Skinner and, um, I, I, it doesn't really relate to the story, but there's, I just wanted to mention that. And um, that book you Joy, about. Yeah, Joy holds up a book that she's reading, and it's written by Nabokov, who also wrote Lolita. And pretty much all of his stories have pedophilia involved. Like, it's like it's normal for a man to love a young girl. And so that is also just a, it's a it's a weird side issue that might have relations somehow that I don't see or whatever. But those elements are there. Um, and Nabokov 
like that book that called pale fire um is from a shakespeare line and uh shakespeare's timon of athens and the line it's stolen it's taken from is the moon's an errant thief and her pale fire snatches from the sun so it's like the the ai this fucking robot chick is not real it's like a false light but she you know she has love and she feels the love but it's it's a false light you know it's really I don't know. It's kind of a heady tie. It's kind of a heady way of thinking about it, but that's like where it comes from. And that's uh, Nabokov uh, is famous for writing Lolita. That's his most famous book. You got me thinking so far, most of this recording, for some reason, you got me thinking, especially now of that other, that Spielberg direction of ai i was gonna say i was gonna gonna be another kubrick film and you got uh jude law he's the adult sex male prostitute like male sex slave thing but then you got Haley joel osmond the little boy is you know and again boy sex slave see Uh, i'm gonna talk about that in my own work i'm gonna do my own podcast about that but i just thought it's funny yeah tiptoeing around here with artificiality the sex and imposing i was just thinking if you can impose on a person the ai whatever of the adult what's not to say you got people on children imposing on children exactly an adult female whatever think about like that ai like the the, like the real thesis of my video or whatever is going to be like um who wants a child that never grows up that is a robot robots follow orders they do what you tell them and he's never going to grow up he's always going to be in that little body why who would want that i want my kid to grow up strong be a man you know i don't want him to stay a child that's very selfish on one level but then on another level the people who would buy that kind of thing they already have mm. these things they already sell them on amazon they've got fake children that you can buy a little doll that looks like a baby that's a sex toy like it's gross you got me you made me remember something in this movie now where this might tie in i as you were talking i was thinking of that toys r us theme i don't want to grow up i'm a toys r us kid (laughs) you know but then in this movie there's a segment where deckard asked wallace he said you're not a parent are you and then he leans forward says i am a parent i'm a i i birthed or i'm a parent of over one million it's like you know, so again, all these replicants that he's manufactured, those are his children. So, right. you know, a number of them, but, that goes slave, to, but you know, that goes to his God complex. And mm-hmm. another thing that relates to child sacrifices, the Babylon references, like um, this dude, this Wallace guy is doing the same thing that Nimrod was doing, like it, basically trying to become God, right? making human become like God. And what does God do? God creates life. So that's like his mission is to create life, synthetic life. And, you know, he saved the planet with his um, farming, you know, and like, like God saves his people, gives them manna or whatever, gives them food from the, for the earth, you know, from the earth. Um, Like this, he, like the, so he says, he refers to his children or whatever as angels. And he says in his little speech to Deckard when he's about to, before he tortures him or whatever, 
uh, or before he brings him to the off world. Um, he says, uh, you know, we used to make angels that didn't follow orders. And who were the angels that didn't follow orders? It was Lucifer and his crew, the, you know, the fallen angels and the watchers or whatever. And then he wants angels that can breed. So he wants to recreate the race of Nephilim. And that's, I mean, in a sense, that's what Hitler was trying to do. He wants that Aryan race of, the, the, you know, the beginning bloodline that was from the, you know, the gods or whatever. So um, that's, it's the same goal all over again. And it's exactly the same goal that our leaders that are technocrats have now. I mean, they've, they're making life, you know, they have genetics and they, they create all kinds of shit, plants, viruses, you know, like they, they are becoming like God and they, in, in their, in their mind, they think that they can achieve these things. And uh, I just wanted to like say that that is, that, that is in like given to us in our subconscious mind, it's given us that these rich rulers want to do this thing. And even if we don't think about it consciously, it's the same old story out of the Bible, you know, just told again, you know, and that's why it's such a good story. You know what I mean? Cause uh, Hollywood doesn't have any new stories. They got to rehash old shit. Like, mm -hmm, case mm -hmm. in point, that new matrix, it was totally terrible shit but we don't need to talk about that <laughs> maybe you and i can yeah, do yeah. one on that because yeah, yes yeah. in certain aspects it was terrible but then like everything else it did have some parts that are like okay that was good there but yeah again that's yeah. how they get you that's how exactly they get you. yeah <laughs> now what you were talking about the um you know like hitler and the aryan race and all that kind of stuff the perfection there there's hints of that in here at the end of the movie when that female uh replicant the fighting one the 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 hit man, the hit woman one, when she fights uh, Joe at the end and she stabs him up and everything and leaves him. And she says, mm. see, I am the, be the best one. You know, right. she can't reproduce, but yet in her mind, she's bought that, that she's the best one. She's the top of the replicant you know, right. line. So again, there's that she supremacy. That. Right, right. And like, you know, like the, the way that the Satanists think with their social darwinism you know like they're uh, i am better than the rest and it goes right back to the tenets of satanism right there yeah yeah and it's interesting in that scene because she actually you know she steps uh, the the she steps uh joe and uh, and then she she hisses him and then she she says he, he she's the the, be the best one etc because she has she has seen it done by he by her master when he, he does it to the, he did that to the uh, replicant that that couldn't reproduce. The one hanging in plastic, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that that same thing. So I was thinking about you know, nurture the nurture thing. Like she she's been in in the service of the psychopath, and she and she's like she's like him. In fact, you know, takes on <laughs> right. his traits. Yeah, right. Yes, because she wants to be like her god. Mm -hmm. you yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, the programming. And so. Yeah, like the guy develops a, a conscience, you know, Ryan, the Ryan Gosling character, Joe, develops a conscience because he, you know, he's, he's able to sort of yeah. think, think for, 
think for himself at certain right. point while you know she she's has care. The, yeah, while she she's being programmed by the psychopaths. So <laughs> I think Joe is running on what that old lady tells him because he thought he was the one, he thought he was uh right. Decker's son. And she kept saying the daughter, daughter is like daughter. And right. then he remembers that Deckard said, yeah, I taught them how to fudge the data, how to switch information. So the right. female that was born, they put it in the records yeah. as a male and, you know, to hide her. And so that's why he thought right. he was the one. So right there, that's where what I quoted comes in that, you know, to die doing the for a right cause. He was like, well, right. shit, I'm not the savior. So at least I'm going to, you know, give myself to right. do what's right. And that will make him feel human. That's the most and, human. Right, yeah. And not only that, he, he spares uh, Deckard's life because mm -hmm. they, they told him the replicant, the rebel replicants told him to kill, to kill Deckard because other, because he's, he's, he's a liability for them. Now, here's the something that I noticed that I thought was an obfuscation too, that mm -hmm. again, it's like, wait, which way does it go? When Joe goes to Vegas and finds Deckard, first you get Wallace's people show up, right. and then you see that the replicants show up. The so he was being tracked either by both of them were tracking him with that beacon, or they each had you know the beacon was the replicants. What they the the uh, hooker put in his pocket was one tracking thing, and then maybe Joe himself didn't know that being a replicant he had a tracking thing and they track so it's the same thing he was tracked and led to the person they were looking for but yeah. for different reasons yeah. you know wallace's crew were like no we need to get rid of find out what how you know he was able to reproduce with a replicant and we need to dissect him and do experiments on him and so nefarious reasons whereas the replicants they were trying to protect him, find him, rescue him, save him. Like, no, no, no. Now that he's out, we need to find out where he is to be with us, to, with the good guys. So, again, it's the same thing of tracking, but for what purposes? Nefarious or, you know, good or bad? Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, I wanted to say, when you were talking about the light, the, the light farm, the energy, <clears throat> sunlight, farm basically right, the solar panels Angeles. yeah they were all around yeah. yeah so that like that that scene it's an eye opening just like the beginning of the first movie yeah one eye uh, <laughs> right the one eye open right so that happens but then the it's it cuts to that and what is that thing if you if you think about it it's a tower like an obelisk surrounded by all these mirrors that are catching the light and sending it to the top. And that is exactly the same way a panopticon is built. And an opticon is something that you, like you'd see with your Optic. eye optics. So they show us the eye and then they show us the panopticon and it says Los Angeles. So like that is the, the perfect prison is the panopticon developed by bentham and it's like you only need one soldier with a rifle and everybody to think that they're being watched and everybody will obey you know you something know. yeah you know something twisted uh, they they wanted to do that when i was in high school what? they they wanted to do that with the with the desks disposition in my class a teacher wow. wanted to wanted to do that Wow! And, that, yeah, and that's the only time. Did that... she have a rifle? <laughs> no, no. She wanted to to put the desk like in a yeah, I understand. In a circle and her desk yeah, in right. a way. Wow! And, but but that fortunately was the only time when we came together and 
and decided that we were we weren't having it. So that's great. <laughs> we 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 said that you know the the maintenance people you know the, that there were problems with the fire regulations or some bullshit we made up. <laughs> and uh we and it's it smart wasn't possible yeah it's smart so that, let's see that was interesting <laughs> that's great yeah you got to use their their whole system of lies to entrap them and to make them saying no and like, yeah. okay <laughs> yeah so so okay one other thing that we i wanted to make sure we talk about is this blackout yeah i wanted to to discuss that too yeah do you want to say it no i don't know i was saying you know, um, you know, to get into the foreshadowing, another foreshadowing part, yes. the predictive programming for something that's worldview creating, yeah, could may well may well be happening right. in the future. The that there was this ten day uh, total blackout, and yes. all the data, all the uh, electronically stored data went lost, right? Except those that except the few things that remain on paper or right. something else, some secure storage yes. so yeah that's interesting you know and it, and the year is 2049 so you know we know that one part of the one step and they of the said agenda 30 is, years yeah they and said one it part was of the, 30 years yeah but one part of the one step of the of their agenda for global uh domination <laughs> it's 2050 one year right so it's the right. the year before and then there was this this blackout right before it and right. you know the first movie is set in november 2019 and uh, in the real in then in the in in the real world in real life november 2019 was just a few months away from the right. the start of the covid operation so right it know, might have been when they were actually like putting it out there like the yeah, time be, you know interesting when they were but, releasing it from the lab but yeah i want so, to say yeah the blackout might be very well a foreshadowing of something that exactly and we know about what, we know about the internet 911 that they're planning yeah. the i911 and this cyber polygon yeah and yeah. klaus schwab says that it's inevitable it's going to happen hacking is going to be bigger than 911 like what and then in this movie the the dude's talking about like everything digital was erased forever and he said like the only things that survived were on paper and if you think about it like I is, well, he, he, a, he also did say oh, everybody's bank records disappeared too, but they didn't care much about that. <laughs> right, right. That was a nice little joke they put on the end. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. So that's what the, they're going to give us that because they're taking away the money anyway. It doesn't matter to them. They already have all the goods, all the wealth. Who needs money after that? So in their mind, you know, um, like being a <laughs> photographer, um, I was in school when they were like transitioning from film to digital. And I thought about this a lot, you know, um, like I even, like I was, when I was choosing my major and shit, I was like, should I do digital? Like film isn't going to really exist. Like they don't. And I stayed with film. Like I, I'm an artist, like I'm fucking doing it. And I learned a lot. And I'm very thankful I did, but they don't print film anymore. It's like, you got to go to a special lab it costs tons of money to print on real photographic paper, color photographic paper, and everything comes from a computer now. And, you know, they got great printers and, it, you know, it looks really nice and shit, but it's not the same. And all the files are just ones and zeros, like a fucking, like a negative from a photograph. You hold it up and you look at it 
and you see the information, it's there. But, you know, a drive, it's just, it's just, it's occulted language in a box that I can't open and look at. You know what I mean? So they already, for the past 20 years, they haven't, like, they haven't been shooting in film. So all of that shit is going to get erased. Like, it's not just going to be from that moment on. They've been putting stuff on drives for years and years. All the medical, like, they're turning everything digital for years now. Like, um, the when when the this is a little side story, but when the um, Monica Lewinsky thing happened with Bill Clinton, all the people by that time, all the paparazzi types that were photographing the president all the time, they were all using digital. And with digital, like you take a bunch of shots and then you look at it on the screen and you're like, oh, I don't want that one. Don't want that one. And you like erase immediately just to save space and you keep going. Uh, but with film, it's clicked and it's done. You don't go back and like erase it. And when the Monica Lewinsky thing happened, one photographer was using film and he looks back in his contact negatives and he finds a shot of Bill Clinton hugging Monica Lewinsky and being all like, yeah, baby. And he was like, oh, sweet. I got one. And he sold that to the news for a bunch of money, you know. And meanwhile, everybody else erased stuff that they didn't even think they needed that, you know, to save space for the future. So this like real documentation of the truth isn't even happening anymore. It's getting turned into ones and zeros that can easily be blacked out by an EMP, whatever solar flare, you know what I mean? It's very fragile and they know that. And I think it's written into the script. Like it is written literally into the script of this film. So I think it's gonna happen. And Klaus Schwab talks about it and he was taught by Kissinger and Kissinger was taught by Rockefeller and it's all the same plan. <laughs> so be ready for it. Get your Faraday cage, man. I don't know. So that's it. I'm sorry. I keep talking. <laughs> no, that's good because that's like digitally that kind of coincides with my thoughts, observations of this last year or two of reality of what is reality? What's real? What can you prove? What can't you prove? You know, if everything's digital and they switch it, all these movies and TV shows over the last five years plus or minus is about alternate realities, multiverses, reality yeah. revisionism, going back and changing things. And no, VR. that's not how it is. All this stuff that's indicative, I think, of the society we're going to that we don't know what's real. Look at right now. I told a few people that we live in a alternate reality right now because you yeah. have some people that believe the COVID A through Z top to bottom. And then right. you have those of us that can be living. We can be side by side with these people that believe that yeah. and see the COVID thing completely right. the other way around as to, you know, it's all hoax, all this, all this, all, right. you know, so it's reality, two different realities, multiple realities existing at the same time. So it's, it's interesting that that's being, that that's happening. If you can, if you're aware enough that you can look at the world and be like, yeah, that is true. That's happening. Some people will be like, I agree. Dude, you're talking out of your ass. That's bullshit. But no, Case the movies point. are doing it, TV shows and reality. Case in point, look at uh, uh, Robert Kennedy, or not Robert Kennedy, the other one, Ron Paul's son, uh, you know, Rand Senator Rand Paul, Rand, Rand Paul um, him talking to Fauci when they're fighting in front of the camera. We could be watching the same thing as the lefty weirdo sitting next to us at the bar. And both of us come away thinking, yeah, he really gave it to him good. 
you know, when we're talking about one guy and they're talking about the other guy and we're both feeling like we won, you know, and really all they were doing was just clanging swords, you know, like saber rattling at each other. It's, it's a really, it's a, it's a messed up mind warp that they're giving us. And that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. And that's, I think what um, Robin Wright's character was talking about with that information if that information gets out there you know scrubber we need to get rid of this because if not the way the world is will collapse everything the reality you know again see who has the power to maintain the reality and look at the reality they live in look at san diego it's a junk pile like what you know las vegas is like and oh uh another thing uh between like the the architecture of las vegas um, I wanted to mention that they had the pyramid of the, I think it's the Luxor pyramid mm-hmm. that's already there, but they got more structure above it and they got obelisks and stuff. So like in the panning shot, you could see the obelisk and the pyramid. And then um, there's like these statues of dancing women and stuff where the bees are plus bees. If you're thinking about like they primed our mind to think about Egypt and then they got bees right there. And that's Pharaoh means beekeeper. Like Egypt was, was they had bees on every boat that was in the Nile. They had a beehive. And those bees like went to all the flowers all up and down the Nile. Like honey was huge for them. And it was like sacred. They used it in their medicine and their rituals. So anyway, like that, those those ideas are connected. I'm not going to apply it to whatever else of the story, but I'm just saying like highlighting that. And um, uh, those, Oh, just wanted to say that those women dancing are just like the future world of AI where the road is going into the open mouth and those, those um, things. And it was a Spielberg movie, but that was already storyboarded out by Kubrick. Mm-hmm. Kubrick had the idea to make the, the building be a woman with her legs open and you walk into her vagina, you know, and like the, the road goes into the open mouth, of like the woman with the red lipstick. And um, so like that, but and that it's almost echoed in this movie here where the architecture is these dancing structures or statues that almost look similar to the same ones in AI. It's, I thought of it immediately when I saw that. I just want to bring it up. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's another connection. Yeah, I also they, they are also uh, some of them are also fallen. So yes. it was the like the side, fall, yeah, yeah the like under the fall, the fall of you know the fall of man or the fall of God, <laughs> or the fall of the gods being man wanting right. to to play God and then fell. Right. <laughs> or the of. fall of the dream, the yeah. uh, the original dream of man to like to be dancing huge thing. It's like uh, we've <laughs> lost our step and stumbled and crashed like. You know, and you look at Vegas. Go ahead. When you were talking about the bees, I Mm -hmm. when I watched it last night and this morning, I had the subtitles on, and in the subtitles, when he puts his hand inside that bee uh, little keeping box, whatever, it's saying bees buzzing. The and then the edit cuts to where he's in the orange. It says buzzing stops, and I just thought that's pretty interesting. How you know we talk about you know. The bees, what was it, like 10, 15 years ago, talking about climate change, whatever. Oh, oh no, right, we're yeah. killing off the bees and that the, the ripple effect because they, you right. know, they, they what is it? They, um, you know. It's like a freaking... barometer of telling when it's like healthy again. 
right like, because oh, they, they go ahead and there. take care of other plants and we go off those right. plants and so but if the bees exactly. go then ripple effect so it's interesting that in there they show the bees and you hear the buzzing and the subtitles say bees buzzing and yeah. then with the edit buzzing stops and i'm like that's another indicator nature's gone now you're you huh. know now you're on your own now you're in the artificial yeah. world and when they show vegas when he's uh being chased by deckard and he's in that little hall where the show yeah, is going on and there's Marilyn the Monroe and Elvis and the, Elvis and all that. Yeah. Again, people. Right. That was <laughs> coming to mind, all the artificiality. And right. when he sees uh, Steve Martin or whatever, or, or uh, whoever the Martin, what the hell is his name? D Martin. He sees D oh, Martin D, okay, in, yeah. in the little bowl thing, whatever. The, it's like a jukebox, but it's a video virtual. Oh, that was Frank jukebox. Sinatra. Frank Sinatra, right. whatever. Yep. Yeah. So yep. one of these oldies. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, it was just interesting to me showing how nature, the real thing, real people, real humans in this future, they no longer exist. The entertainment, it's all right. artificial. It's all a memory and it's all. <laughs> and done we digitally. already have that, you know, they already yeah. like they got a hologram of Tupac on stage. Exactly. They got Prince a hologram, you know, or whatever. No, he he was like and he had a quote that he want he never, ever wanted them to make a hologram of himself. And then they were going to do it. And like the family had this huge thing. Yeah. That when they own the rights, they're going to make holograms of people. Like all these huge stars are selling the rights. Like Bruce Springsteen just sold his for like the most amount of money ever. Um, like all the big people, like, uh, you know, they're all uh, cashing out. And now, you know, their likenesses are going to be, they're in the digital machine now, you know, they're going to have mm -hmm. a fake person and, if you think about it, Marilyn Monroe was a robot basically through trauma. She was a trauma-based mind control victim of SRA. Um, Elvis probably was as well, you know, and they were both pawns in the satanic game, the culture to create what Vegas was this. And he was talking about how they made money seem like candy, you know, like this whole town was great. You know, it was like, it's talking about like the American dream, you know what yeah. I mean? Like he was part <laughs> of the old world and he's trying to tell the, the young kid about how it used to be really interesting, how it just kind of throws in all those things into your subconscious for you to like ruminate and while you're, you know, watching this, it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, there's also the, the, kind of yeah. off topic real quick though. There is a show coming on TV soon and it's about country music. Susan Sarandon stars in it, and it's called Monarch. And the studio that Holy they shit. come out of, it's called Monarch. They have Monarch Dude. on the window that they come out of the studio. So, just so you know, <laughs> in your face, they, they don't care yeah. anymore. Just like, here it is. I did, all, I did a thing on Mark Devlin's show like years ago talking about how country music is the same as the, the laurel canyon 60s shit and mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's the same thing like laurel canyon is like nashville upgraded to long-haired hippies and, you know an fm radio i'm actually going to talk about it uh some more like about how that evolved into tv and the co-regents coming up pretty soon but um like that whole thing like the country music every, nobody thinks everybody thinks country music's wholesome but Kathy O'Brien will tell you it was MK Ultra to the core. It was mind control. It was inculcating worldviews. Like uh, Grand Ole Opry was like in everybody's home, coming from this box that they totally trusted, you know. And they're listening like a dog to his master's voice to the RCA mm -hmm. device, you know. It's really interesting. Like, uh, and this movie is an extension of that. Like this movie now. I was gonna say this. Yeah. Both of them with the pianos. They key in there the piano playing 
Yeah. The original and, and this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the key, the key that he hits is the same key that the sock is on in the mm-hmm. in the other one. Yep. And uh, and then he lies to Deckard. He says the piano played by me, and Deckard says, Don't lie to me. You know, so yeah, again, yeah. they're using the music, you know, <laughs> right, the piano right. playing. Yep. Yeah. Well, what are you doing here? What brought you here? The piano playing. It was like, don't lie. Right. Yeah. And that's what Rachel, like, they played piano in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Was it me or was it uh, um, Tyrell's nieces? So again, reality, yeah. what's real? Did I play this? Do I remember right. playing this? And even Joe, Joe does, thought he was the one hiding that thing, but it's right. the girl's memories that yes. get that was put out implanted. there and they right. implant. So yeah, yeah, right. he has yeah. The, the the girl the girl's memories. Uh, in fact, he he rec- she recognizes them when when she looks with, with the, the machine that the machine right. that looks into your <laughs> looks into your into mind. your brain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she yeah. talks about how memories are formed; they're formed by the feelings. They're not like you don't remember the, you know, you remember because of the feeling you have while you're watching it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very interesting. She has, she says some real psychologically important mm-hmm. elements, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's why trauma is so effective. I don't mean to bring up SRA again, but like, that's why trauma works so well when they're making robots, when they're, making robots out of humans they use trauma because that feeling is like shocking the brain so hard it creates a robot i think you're on because that is important because in this movie the feeling that resonates the most in here or is referred to the most is pain pain is you know when when that hit woman gets uh, robin wright's character and she's holding the glass and breaks her you know the glass in there you know pain And then what Wallace tells Deckard, you know, going to send you off world because pain, you you had no idea of the pain you can experience up there. So right. again, that trauma thing is constantly played in their pain, pain, pain. Right. That's how they keep their power. <laughs> Fear and pain. It's fucked up. Man. Yeah. But uh, it, um, I wanted to mention that uh, the, the, uh, the replicants that are fighting, the woman with one eye oh damn i was just thinking that (laughs) oh man she has one eye right Mm -hmm. so she is illumined and she's telling and she says that if we can reproduce then we are our own masters and i just wanted to say that it doesn't that is beyond human it's like um if you're born into flesh then you own your body you know, and that's uh, self-ownership is the the core of freedom. And um, that's why we relate so much to these androids, because we subconsciously are fighting for our own freedom every day. Like we either give in and follow the orders or we stand true. And, you know, so that's why this I think that's why this movie resonates with us so much. And we see the, you know, we see Joe like die for a good cause. And, you know, we relate to that. And then we see the father reuniting with the daughter. And like, we, we know how important family is and like that creates the resolution within us, even though Wallace is still off there, out there being the ruler of master of the universe, 
it still makes gives us the good feelings, you know, for us to remember the movie with the feeling. You know. Yeah, Decker does reference that when he has a little conflict with Joe. Joe's like, "Why you abandon your family? What uh, your daughter?" And he's like, "Oh, I was being hunted." I was being right. hunted. So the best form of love I can express was by going away. That way they can yeah. be safe. See, so it's again, that sacrifice. Sacrifice is a theme in a lot of movies. And here, Deckard's sacrifice was that. Sacrifice his family and all that for right. their well-being and him being in solitude by himself. Because if they find him, they'll make him talk and eventually get to them the experiment right. so they can figure out, oh, how did this work See, for, for greed and all that. So sacrifice, the biggest form of love, Okay so they yeah. can live their life and be happy but yet look at what happened eventually either she got caught or they they hid the daughter in that uh that institute or whatever the laboratory right. so you know yeah but still it was the message that the sacrifice is the love right. you know right yeah and like alexa sacrificed herself for joe you know like she just appeared and was like no stop hurting him you know she uh -huh. knew she would get destroyed. You said Alexa. And Alexa is, yeah, Joey. Yeah. That's who she <laughs> is. is. Alexa, yeah. That is what it is, yeah, you know? Yeah, and yeah. like, and she was, when he broke the antenna, like the woman, NSA woman, like, you know, like the fucking, what's love, was yeah. watching through the antenna, you know? Mm -hmm. Just like now, the fucking elite are looking at us through Alexa. And we think that we just use it to jerk off with. But like they're they're watching us do that, you know, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, it's she's Alexa in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she sacrificed too, you know. Even though she's a robot, a program, she felt love. She's like, I love you, you know. Like it was like a, it's really interesting. You know, interesting also was the dog in Vegas, Deckard's dog. There's a yeah. little conversation where he asks, "Is it real?" Joe asks him, "Is it real or not?" and De Deckard says, I don't know. What do you think? So it, again, it leaves yeah, reality to, to you. Yeah, ask him, you know? Right. So that, again, reality, obfuscating reality, was a fucking right. dog real or not? Then again, but does it matter? It, it just is what it is. It's there, you know? Well, what real is, is the experience. Like, it's being experienced by an experiencer. Mm -hmm. There is a consciousness inside. So, like, with AI, we have to assume that they have a consciousness. So like that right there is a big jump, which I really don't think will ever happen. But um, like if we assume that they do have a consciousness, then they are an experiencer too, just like us with a soul. You know, we call our experiencer, like our observer, the soul. Like if they're observing too, what's to say they're not real? You know, like it's, we were created they were created differently, but they still have a, a viewpoint, a Entrance. self. Yeah. Yeah. Sentient. Yeah. Now that makes me think something we talked about either before we were recording or at the beginning. The title of the original book was Do Well the Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. And I told you that Edward James Olmos character, to me, it looked like a sheep that well, he had made referring to Joe being a sheep, you're just being played by them. They're using you, you're just part of the sheep. You believe what they tell you. But now with what you just said, dreaming. So that is that real too? If the androids, if they sleep, you know, when they're in there, because remember the beginning of the movie, the he eye opening, asleep. he was asleep. Yeah, with driving. So was he dreaming of things and everything? So if you right. can dream, does that mean he's real also? You know, so yeah, you know, interesting concept there. 
Yeah. Yeah. Philip K. Dick is really good with that. And really like, it's great the way that, um, that he makes us question, you know, this reality that we have, like he was a Gnostic and he, you know, he had a different perspective on things and it's good to crack our brains a little bit and make us see things from a different perspective, a different worldview. That's helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another, another, uh, this was an, an animated movie, uh, in the, in the made in the, in 95, I think that touches on some of the, uh, many of these aspects is uh, ghost in the shell. Oh yeah. I don't know if you've seen it. So I recommend, recommend yeah. watching it because there's many of this. That's the about... animated one, right? Right. Yeah. That's because Japanese... you remember they had the whitewash one with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. The, the original, the, I think it's in 95 or something. Yeah. So it's interesting because it's kind of a blade, sort of a Blade Runner reality, right? With you know, with with some Matrix, <laughs> also. You know, I saw um, Under the Skin the other day again, uh, which is another one. Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> For and multiple like, reasons, it's a great movie. Right. <laughs> the um, the idea that it's an alien consciousness instead of an AI consciousness, mm. but it chooses to have compassion. And then it tries to break free from the hierarchical structure of evil, tries to escape and tries to be human. Like it just wants to, you know, feel things and be human like the rest of humanity, you know, and it feels compassion for the guy that has the messed up face and lets him go. And, and then, you know, um, she tries to eat cake and tries to have sex, tries to like, lets a man be nice to her and stuff. And it's really, and then like in the end it gets raped like it's a natural law consequence of what it's been doing you know um but then it realizes it is human because it's being traumatized like that's what we do we're like rabbits you know and the wolves are out to get us like that's another part of being human eating cake having sex and feeling pain and trauma like being abused by a dominator you know so like it's really interesting but the consciousness, this alien consciousness chooses to have compassion and to break free and to say no to the structure of evil that it works for and tries to be human. It's really uh, kind of like what the replicants are doing, you know, and uh, when he's talking to his boss in the beginning of the movie, she's like, you know, she says something to him and he says, I wasn't aware I can say no. He says, I didn't know that it was an option to say no to my yeah. boss. And, you know, and then she says that souls aren't worth shit, you know, whatever. You, yeah. you don't need yeah. a soul. But um, then he starts to lie to his boss. He starts to do things with care and compassion. Like he's breaking free from the structure of power and having free will of his own. And that is the real enlightened consciousness whether he's an android or not, he's awake. You know, it's really, really great. I love that. And that yeah, again he's, brings he's us back to... to that point: an artificial intelligence being awake. See, so consciousness—is right. it something natural, organic, or even the artificial <laughs> can achieve? Can attain yes. that? Yeah, he's starting to break the chain of obedience. Right. <laughs> yeah, and if there is an observer, it's natural for the observer to say no to something that is evil. Like even aliens, even robots understand natural law and 
don't harm others like it's obvious and like this you know in the under the skin the alien was like doing harm to innocent people she was trying to choose dirt bags they were trying to get in her pants and shit but then when she found one that was totally innocent she couldn't do it like she let him go and uh it's you know um when when his boss Kay's joe's boss asks him to retire something that was born into life by creation not by designed by a human in a laboratory like he has moral conflict with that even though he's a robot he still understands that it's wrong so it's a universal law you know <laughs> if you're conscious whether you're an alien or a robot like you can get there and once you achieve that then you start to say no to the powers of evil you know it's just natural it's <laughs> and then now now we go to other ridley scott previous films where this dilemma is addressed on both sides the programming where you have alien you had that android was programmed to fuck it right. get that get that species back to earth or whatever and fuck the right. humans if they die and then the other program one in aliens bishop they says by my programming i'm not programmed to to do or allow humans to be harmed see so right. it's like again right <laughs> the yeah. programming it, it sticks whether it's natural or if it's or, organic programming you know right and wrong can and be bishop programmed was, <laughs> bishop you know? was only programmed that way because of the fault of the first one Mm -hmm. like the first one faulted and they're like whoa shit uh. <laughs> you know like they like with um yeah. hal from 2001 like they that was like the epitome of their abilities of making computing and whoops it murdered everybody like uh sorry guys and then 2010 they were like oh we'd never let that happen again you know and then like they trust the computer in 2010 like it's so stupid and then they like don't lie to the computer like oh like so dumb like but whatever i mean 2001 was the only movie i think that just like the shining there was only one shining movie like just wipe away that other shit kubrick's the only artist there but that was a side note sorry guys <laughs> oh no problem yeah this uh dylanu uh villanu i still like i should like practice saying his name dennis villanu it's a fucking great like they really he's the next um he him and ari aster and like a couple of these like these are these new directors like gaspar noe like that dude is he's not going to be making like big hollywood movies for a while he's still kind of a weirdo artist guy but um like there are young directors that are very talented that are putting um lots of uh occult esoteric information into their imagery like there's a lot to look forward to you know i'm happy that of the future i'm, I'm looking forward to the new art that's happening even though kubrick's dead like we still have you know we still have jim jarmusch and we still have terry gilliam and you know there are these new artists that are coming up that are like that this is this is great and I, I look forward to the future and i'm very glad to see that that he proved himself with blade runner and then he made now he's making dune or he made dune and like they, he's approved to make the next one like 
So I think it's just going to, they're going to pile on all of these movies that they've been trying to make, but this whole time, all they've had was like, you know, the people that make the Transformer movies, you know, these, they, they're just like whiz bang, like make more explosions and show more boobies, you know, like the, the real artist movies, Michael Bay, like, Ooh, ooh yeah, Michael Bay. Nice. sounds yeah, good. Yeah. 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 Face off and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> John Woo. <right? laughs> yeah. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Like those type of, that's like all Hollywood has had recently. And there's like the people crave real storytelling and real, films again you know what i mean so like people are looking at like that a24 that company is making they made midsummer they made hereditary they you know they made the the lighthouse and you know it's like they have one coming out that will be we'll probably have to make a show for it's yeah, called they made everything the everything everywhere all at once Oh, I've saw that. That looks like very, I, again, that reality cool. and multiverses and everything. So it's right. like, hmm, yep. Yeah. And I'm glad that there's money flowing to like real artists again, you know, and it doesn't take much money to make a movie anymore. They're not shooting film, you know, they've got digital computing. Like now we can have, we can open it up to like more artists because there's like Hollywood is just scraping the barrel. They got nothing. They're like, let's, Let's make Blade Runner again. You know, let's make Matrix again. Oh, like what was good? I don't know. <laughs> you know, they haven't made a good movie. And like, you know, they've been, you know, I guess Jim Jarmusch made a movie last year. I don't know. Like they it's they it's it's few and far between. And it's really, I'm really psyched on these new artists are really proving themselves and they're very capable and like their use uh, of co color and cinematography is just beautiful. Go ahead. I want to throw in that recent Spider-Man film, No Way Home. That oh, one that. over a billion dollars in 11 days. Why? Is it <laughs> MCU? Again. Is it Sony? I think it was because of the story, the content, the filmmaker, yeah. you know, flexing muscle on familiar stuff about sacrifice. You know, a lot of the things that hit home resonate in here. Nostalgia. So a lot of that right. stuff... So, right. They yeah, want to see the Spider-Man again. It's a 20-year-old movie and just like the Matrix. And you know, well, not only that, but it's the uh there's things that happen in there. No, I don't know if anybody cares, but spoilers kind of stuff where characters from previous films, again, like I was saying, multiverses, alternate realities, mm -hmm. they bring things together here. Right. So I think people are getting you know, on board with reality, what's real or not, and and you know. Mandela yeah. affecting things, you know, like, well, this happened, this didn't happen, this that, but the, then to put it on the screen, people are coming out to that stuff. So hmm. I don't know. It's you know, um, like the like the Batman movies, like they keep making more Batman movies, you know, mm -hmm. they had Batman and Robin and the silly Jim Carrey and like that stupid shit. And now and then they had like the Batman returns, you know, and it's Christian Bale and it's more believable kind of it's not so kooky and and then now they have the joker which kind of brings elements of all those together you know like um it's really interesting how they like the the movie theater is accentuated in the joker film when the movie theater was a place of trauma for america when they saw the guy dressed as the joker shoot up a movie theater 
when they were watching Batman. And then the people watching the new Joker film are watching a bunch of elites that they wish would die in these seats. And the Joker is the crazy person. He's there in the theater with them, you know, and he's like dancing around and they're watching Charlie Chaplin. And like, there's very, there's many levels of, um, they're just playing with all these elements that, you know, it, it's very dense um, symbology, I guess. It, it's very, those, they, they use the fact that the trauma happened with that Batman movie. And then that creates an anxiety in the viewers when they watch the crazy person and he's going to kill all these people in the theater and they're in the theater right now. And what's happening, you know, and in the, when the, they were shot up by that James Holmes, uh, SRA robot kid that was programmed to do that. Like Sirhan Sirhan, when, when that happened, there was a preview to another movie where bullets came from the screen at people in a movie theater that they were watching on the screen you know a movie theater of people getting shot up and then a couple minutes later they were shot up like Mm. it's meta levels of you know uh that was a nick nolte gangster movie something mobster mobster gangster yep yeah right and Mm -hmm. you know and now they use that as a fear element in the new Batman movie, which is titled Joker. And it's all about the Joker guy and his psychopathy. And it's all about, you know, that kid was tortured as a child and raped and shit. And like, you know, and then we feel compassion for the bad guy. And then everybody wants to be like the bad guy. You know, I've got a good friend that's got green hair and he's like, sometimes you just want to burn the world. I'm like, where'd you get that dude? What the, you know, and he's like, oh, I'm an anarchist, man. And he's like, no gods. And I'm like, dude, what? You know, like it, it's tough, like you, especially drinking with him. Like you got to mm-hmm. try to tell him this shit and he doesn't want to hear it. But he's because he's been programmed by the movies, you know. So the same thing, like this Blade Runner is programming us to think like this is the future. We got to have learned helplessness. It's just going to happen. Like, the AI future. Is real. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the year 2000. I don't know if you know Conan O'Brien, but, uh, you know, like the future is this magical thing. This place of human slavery, child slavery, total desolation, trash everywhere, eating grubs, like, <laughs> Owned by technocrats, like yeah. what oppressed the fuck, by man? you know all powerful police and military, yeah. and and of course you're gonna have the military control. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to bring bleak. up that every once Pretty in a bleak. while. I know Francesco, you bring up these films as post-apocalyptic films, these post-apocalyptic films, and it, Blade Runner gave some of that, showing the San oh, Francisco yeah. fucked up. I mean, San Diego, you know, is a trash city, and then the way the Los Angeles everything. But then when we know, knowing what we know, apocalypse revealing. So the truth. So yes. after the truth comes out, that's the shit right there, because the truth is out there. The rulers and the slaves, the haves yeah. and the haves nots. That's post-apocalyptic. It's not a yeah. thing of like road war, you know, freaking, you know, scouring for gas and fight. No, it's 
you know, there's certain way that you look at post-apocalyptic. It's like, yeah, they are telling you what's happening because the truth is yeah. out there. They're telling the you. Bosses, they're the telling you that Master Blaster runs Butter Town. They're like, yeah, Master exactly. Blaster yeah. runs Butter Town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Who runs Butter Town? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. the argument they don't want. They don't. Uh, yeah. Right. For um. Right. um yeah, Master Blaster, right? <laughs> they still want you to think that Queen, Queenie, whatever runs it, you know? Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are, we are living in post-apocalyptic times, so mm-hmm. pretty much, yeah. like it's happened. We have it's been revealed. Like we don't have to convince people. Remember, we were trying to convince people about chemtrails, and like just look around, it's there. And now it's like. You know, these people are like, wait a minute, the vaccine doesn't work and they want us to get another one and we can't leave our house. And like, it's finally sinking in like, holy shit, we're slaves. And that's great. Now we don't have to fight that argument anymore. Now we can all, you know, lock arms and work together and like, (laughs) you know, get that freedom going. About time. (laughs) You talk about chemtrail. I was thinking the movie Don't Look Up, but it's like just look up. (laughs) Just look up. We need there's a song in there, just look up. (laughs) Yeah. But we I mean, that is another thing that we were kind of like we were like flirting with talking about on another podcast, because that is like meta levels also of like warfare. There it's meme warfare. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't mean to break like this is the Blade Runner episode. I just want to get this out. Like, um, what do people do with with DiCaprio movies? They make memes about it. Like, what are the biggest memes? They got the fucking the money guy throwing money and off Django the boat. Unchained. Yep, <laughs> the Django where he's like, ha ha, with his little yeah. teacup, you know, and like that. So they're using the meme guy and like they have the way that it hits so hard for him to tell people the truth, truthers are going to pick that up and use it in their meme warfare of like, look at this. But then in the end, they're all laughing. It's a cult mockery because you're using a meme of a movie that we inculcated all these fucked up beliefs into you. Like humans, like the planets, planet hates humans and humans are cancer like humans are stupid and they can't do anything right. And, you know, like it's inevitable, we're all going to die. And like, it's just, it's just nihilistic, like inculcating into people that like, and it gives learned helplessness and shit. So like there's other levels of, even though they're not talking about chemtrails specifically, it's, it, it's, te- it's also getting our subconscious with these beliefs. So when, the power elite sees us use those memes. They can laugh at themselves and be like, see, they're using our shit to tell us something, you know, but they're using the ammo that we gave them, you know, then it's, I think it's planned. And I think that it's a higher level of mockery. Um, that, that, that movie is full of meme warfare. Like it's just meme ammunition, like crazy. And like, they're gonna, that's what, that's what movies are now. Like, look at the big Lebowski. Like you think about, and people recite lines from it and they all remember, and they all remember that scene. So it like, it hammers into it. It cements into our brain, this idea. And so that's what they're doing. They're creating that for the future. 
and they're going to be people are going to use little clips out of this movie like when he's screaming at the people you know like oh you're all stupid and why can't you see the truth like people are going to use that like the network movie you know like Mm -hmm. i'm mad as hell and i'm not going to take it go to your window people still use that it's like such a potent meme and that's what they're creating for the future and i think that just in us watching it and the fact that it holds our attention our subconscious gets all that other shit it gives them two hours to shovel it all in you know it's warfare it's for our minds but we can talk more about that in a different podcast <laughs> yep. i see it as it's a mirror being it that movie is a big mirror to society they watch it and they'll be like oh shit yeah that is us that's how i, I saw part of it too but right. yeah but I mean, if you think about it, the people in Hollywood and the Ariana Grande's and all that shit, they're singing Greta's tune. They're mm-hmm. not singing the fucking, you know, the the conspiracy theorist tune like that's how they fucked it up, you know, and they got Hillary looking like Trump, you know, they're swapping out so that people hate everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh it's just fucked up, man. It's, it's total warfare. And like, the more I learn about that kind of shit and like how you understand, like these dark magicians are really just psychologists that use ancient psychology to give us self-loathing and fear to control us so that we hate ourselves and become compliant slaves. You know, it's, that's what it's really all about. It's not like the fucking global warming and shit. That's fake. You know, fossil fuels, that's fake. You know, all these fucking overpopulation, that's fake. Like all these things that people got to worry about. It's fucking even even um, scarcity. That's fake, too. <laughs> you know, like it's like it, these are all illusions and especially authority. You know, that's fake. And <clears throat> that's all the shit that we worry about. Once we let all that go, it's like the Buddhist meditating. It's like, ah, you know, fuck. Nice yeah, well, well, this ties into that Blade Runner 2049, then bringing it around because mm-hmm. in there they showed those polarities because all that open area where they have those solar panels and all that. But yet in the cities, they have everybody living together. Right. There's your overpopulation. You don't need all that fucking yeah. shit. You get rid of all those panels and you got all these people who exactly. have their own homes and communities, you know, all that shit. So all you got to do is tear down the wall. <laughs> tear down the wall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As the lieutenant says, the whole society is built on on the right. wall. Yeah, fuck, you know, fuck that shit. You know? Yeah, dude. <laughs> fuck that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And remember, and we're that, yeah, and remember that, and remember that we said, and and even the movie remember the Blade Runner twenty forty nine when the blackout will happen in real life. <laughs> right. So yeah. Oh, that's another story thing. The years correctly. <laughs> Like it, let, yeah, keep your shit in the Faraday cage <laughs> or and write it down on paper. That's another thing. Make a book like, holy shit. But um, the uh, the the guy in the beginning, Sapper, who who gets uh, killed by Joe or whatever, they, he's like, how long have you been here? And he says, since 2020. And then when the blackout happened, that was 30, about 30 years ago, about 30 years from 49 is 2020 also 2019 2020 and that was when the miracle happened of the birth of the child and um 
that's when the blackout happened. So that's like when the new world shifted into this reality that they were living new in. New world. Now. The new reset. world. The reset. Exactly. <laughs> right. The great and maybe reset. that's why that's why Decker was able to switch the records and everything because all the rec- digital keeping was done. So on paper, it was like, oh, it was born a girl, da 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 da. So yeah, right. since the technology was down, oh, that's yeah. you can get away with the shit. Right. Maybe, right? right? See? You're right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, That's so well I guess yeah, just one just one thing I, I've noted uh, I've noticed uh, in the first movie in the end, the the end scene before right before the credits. Uh, you know, they are running when Which they are one? Running. Which one? Yeah, exactly. Because the <laughs> the original that's the thing that bugs me. I like the original theatrical yeah, yeah. cut with the narration that, that one. And the driving into the uh, up north that's yeah, I love. The, I don't like they the are driving into cuts the final cuts. No. Yeah, they're driving into huh. the into the you know along the coast so in, in in a wood in the woods. Yeah, so there's right. the nature and the wilderness. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. Uh, still That's some right. That. In this in this film the girl mm-hmm. that plays Terminator, Mackenzie Davis, that uh hooker she's never seen a tree because he's showing yeah. her a picture and she says what's that it's a tree well, i've never seen one before yeah nature doesn't yeah. exist in that reality yeah in that right. reality it completely doesn't exist anymore so yeah i don't know well it, it, the, there was that tree the old dead one that was like it yeah. was dead and then, right. and then the guy was like the guy who was analyzing the little wooden piece he's like that's real wood you're a rich man and he's like i'll sell you a horse a real horse for like a little piece of wood you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's a replicant of a horse or whatever. But still, like the way that they value nature, you know. And if you look at like occultism, like the the tarot cards and shit, the tower is the destruction of the old world. And if you look at like the Rider weight deck, the people are like falling out of the tower. You know. It's like the Tower of Babylon or whatever, getting like struck by Gabriel's horn, you know. Um, but as they fall, they're grabbing for little pieces of grass. And like, that's what's going to save us if we go back to nature. That's what the that's what that's telling us. Like that's we have to start again with nature and work with the natural order instead of like having this tower to Babel where they, we think we can be God. You know, that's you know like, what's funny and not ha 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 funny but funny like whoa as we're recording this it's uh what thursday january 6th yeah the 6th yeah (laughs) but last night while watching scrolling through some youtube stuff i came across a news report that in san francisco there is a millennium tower that's leaning that's tilting that they're trying to do they were trying to do something with the foundation and it's lean four degrees and it can tip over it's interesting you're talking about towers and and leaning and people and i'm like something happening with tower right now in the news so yeah that um i did a podcast with occult rejects i was on the occult rejects show and telling them about the tower of like in 9-11 uh that was the prequel i mean that's like the beginning of their psyop right the twin towers were destroyed and then in 2016 uh trump was just a joke and on the cover of the newspapers all the major newspapers had a burning tower in dubai and I was like, why is a Dubai tower on the cover of every new? It was January 1, 
2016, all those newspapers had that. And I'm like, that's occult symbology right there. That's the tower card. The tower card is the 16th Trump card. I'm like, oh, Trump 2016. And like Trump was, everybody was like laughing. Ha ah, what a joke. Trump will never get in. But then like they gave it to Trump and the tower card is the destruction of the old world. They're saying to everybody, all the occultists, they read the newspaper every day, giving them the symbol like, hey, guys, we're giving it to Trump and he's going to destroy the world. We're going to get rid of our whole financial system. We're going to get rid of all this. We're going to start the new world order with Trump and he's going to oversee it and he's going to be there for the division and the tearing apart of the old system. And he was and he totally did his job and he gave them their MAGA jabs and you know, now Biden is president of a new world. Like they have, they have a fence around the building. <laughs> you know, they're occupying the American leadership with, you know, with guns. And it's, a, it's not a normal election, obviously. And it's not, you know, they're just taking it now. And now they're just pushing us into, they're pushing us off the cliff. And so we are in the time of the tower. It's already passed. The tower has fallen and now we're just going to like we are going to reap the, the symptoms of this cause that they have put into motion. We're going to feel the effects now. Now we're going to have the famine because they made they tried they made everybody kill their pigs and made all the people dump their milk and they fucking, you know, Bill Gates is buying up all the fucking food and Monsanto owns all the food, you know, and so like they own all the trucks, you know, like they, they can shut down the trucking and drop of a hat, you know, and everybody runs to get toilet paper. Like, so they totally have us in their grip and they, now they're just pulling the noose, you know, and we're just, it's happening. So I say, we run back to nature, get your plants, you know, plant your cannabis because that's real money in the new world. Because fucking your Bitcoin is nothing when they do the blackout. <laughs> so, yeah, just saying. <laughs> Little black pill. Sorry, guys. <laughs> not blue, not red, black. Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ruthless black. Yeah. yeah. Were those so, jujubes? <laughs> the gummy bears or jujubes? Something like yeah, that. It's a goddamn, like, mm, it's a goddamn Twizzler, man. <laughs> <laughs> the black Twizzler. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Hey. was like, what are they talking about? You've seen the Twizzlers. Well, <laughs> probably yeah. got better stuff in Italy. Real candy over there. <laughs> uh, I, I, I suppose so. You know, we are good, we're little good slaves. So you know, <laughs> there's not, there's not gonna be. I don't think there's gonna be any supply chain thing going on here. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're just gonna feed so, you like good little dogs. They're yeah, just yeah. Give you the gruel. Yeah. We, yeah. you know, we 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 earned it. Yeah. <laughs> Good boys. Yeah. Wow. Damn, both of those things you said were in Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Because once uh once uh the that female hit woman whatever beats up um Joe in Vegas and she's just good there, dog. It's a good dog. Right. Like, yeah, damn, yeah. there it is again. <laughs> right. And cops um, are dogs. We know that yep. from Passio's work. Like yeah. just to say that again. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, any final you know, final thoughts, or final words for for this episode, or uh... I think well, I'll just say it. it's a great movie. <laughs> it's yeah. a well done movie. I mean, 
yeah. box office wise, it didn't do everything like they expected because it was too celebro. It was a little too long, two hours, 43 minutes. But for those people that, you know, eyes to see and ears to hear, yeah, there was some good stuff in there that people were like, wow, it's deep. And like you said, Sean, uh, I'm taking it the way Francesco said it in one of our last podcasts, Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> Yeah. Denis Villeneuve, he says it so fast. But yeah, that, that guy, there's people out there. We didn't touch much on Freemasonic and stuff when I showed you the covers, the blue and the red. Right. But yeah, I think there are people that, that are in Hollywood that, again, like everything else, the balance for good, for bad, or just to make money, or just kind of sneak right. things out to the public, or, you know, that karma thing. Like, look, yeah, we know the dark occult, the Freemasonic stuff and everything. Here, it, it, it's out there. That, right. so we warned you, or with we, we predictive programming, we did our right. job. If you choose Man's to do, rare. The, Man's yeah. Rare, yeah. It's so a there's law, filmmakers that do that, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, and he's one of them and like you said uh aster ari another yeah. one so there's films that are good not big I blockbuster agree. films but movies that make you think like oh fuck yeah there was some yes. good uh and they they're visually great artists like if you take into account just the frames like each frame is a beautiful picture and so there's that too you know like kubrick gave you amazing photography and these people are really good, like the use of color and um, the space, like um, having like a clean, open uh, landscape with just dust and color with like a solitary figure. Like it's it creates a tension and it tells more of the story to you. Um, there's a lot to visual elements and color that affects your brain subconsciously and these artists are good at that they're not just like slapping it together like john like woo or the fucking you know michael bay yeah. michael bay yeah yeah there's people you can look at their filmographies and that's indicative and ariasta right. doesn't have a long filmography so hereditary and midsummer but you can get a good feel yeah. both the opening credits yeah. or things that with the drawings and paintings that, yes. that are predicting what's happening in the film you're like oh shit right. so symbology that yeah. that's there and Denny Villeneuve you can go through his filmography and the ones that come off the top of my so Dune Blade Runner 2049 you have um what was the other Pr Prisoners was a very good one Right. If, if you watch that with uh, Hugh Jackman and um, Jake Gyllenhaal, but then he also did one called um, the oh, Arrival. Arrival is mm. another great oh, one with uh, Jeremy Renner and Amy Adams with the alien thing. Again, the right. way it's filmed, the tone and the story, these yeah. films, you can tell the filmography, you can start seeing and a pattern in there. The, the sound is big in that arrival movie too with the fucking Wah! and with dune as well like it's very powerful it's just and it gets to your bones like it yeah. gives you a feeling like, with this one too with yes Blade Runner filmmakers too. know how to use the senses yes where you can see it's not just what you see right. the, the regular common film girl okay what they see and then some of what they hear but then when you see something your eyes are picking up in the corner like wow look right. at this picture of a monarch butterfly yeah. now that's triggering your brain your right, thinking right. your emotions you know and then with what you hear i know um um m night Shyamalan did it brilliantly this last film ode 
with in a good theater oh, with, good, with good digital surround mm. there's things like you said that the sound works with the film where things are moving around you for certain effects and it's like right. wow so that's artistry where it's not just oh here's a story here's a picture and a sound no right. where it really freaking you know yeah. gets very deep in those comic book movies they just zoom in on what they want you to pay attention to you know it's mm. like it's trash like with uh like terry gilliam movies everything is in focus he's got wide angle lens and you can see everything with tight with like precision like what is that little knickknack over there in the corner you know what i mean and then all of these things like add to the story like with like with terry gilliam it's just like so much for your eyes to look at like even like look at fear and loathing like it's just like it's a spectacle for your eyes like everything is happening it's all this you know across the whole screen and there's all these images and ideas and um it's like it gives you some more to chew on it's like a real thing it's a real piece of art instead of just you know just trying to make money from hollywood like you pay 12 bucks or some shit to go to the movie theaters nowadays and then you know and then it costs like eight bucks for a popcorn and you know it's fucked up man and then they pour all those chemicals on it like what is in that butter who knows butter like substance yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah you know the opposite or the other end of that what you were talking about with terry gilliam i'm mm-hmm. thinking of sucker punch because that Zack snyder film sucker punch was very popcorn very glitz and glamour visual effects and everything right, and right. the pretty girls and all the action but then like i did i think francesco right i played that last clip yeah, that was the yeah. main thing two hours just to get to about 10 seconds of dialogue at the <laughs> yeah. end that was the illumination part where you know what what's the solution what's the what, what's the answer you are You've had the power all along. So right. you go out, fight. That That's it. The whole thing just for that. Whereas other movies, yeah, there are things all over the place, but other films use all the glitz and glamour to distract you and, and make right. you look over here when the answer is just going right. to be right here. Like, wow, this whole thing. Or you look over there. Thing. Yeah. Or you look over there and it's a Coca-Cola sign and it's a shell sign. And it's like just fucking yeah. Michael Bay again, Transformers, or it's yeah, Xbox, yeah, yeah. It's Xbox, Xbox 360 that turns into a yeah. robot. It's like, ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Even in, uh, this one was made by Sony, right? as Sony behind, right? Collaboration, Sony, Warner Brothers. Oh, right. In fact, they have, they have all the product product placement for. They have the jukebox, yeah. the, ju- the, right. juke bo- the jukebox is right. It's a Sony and etc. There's a Sony. Yeah, the, Sony probably the, owns. The, the billboards, the, so, um, Frank Sinatra's like whole catalog, mm, yeah, BM, the music library, yeah, so right, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think we can put <laughs> it here for today, and yep. yeah, I think we, yeah, interesting discussion, and, and yeah, it's a great, a great movie to see. So, yes, uh, I hope we, you know, sparked a little bit of interest for, for it, and yeah, as always, you know, remember that, you know. The solution is to break the chain of obedience and not to not to obey but to disobey so that's right <laughs> and maybe digitally um, somebody will download this and save it somewhere burn it onto a disc and then after the blackout happens and all exactly, the powers yeah, reset yeah. and comes back on they'll watch this and be like oh yeah. shit these guys we're are talking, still, about, still the talking about the blackout yeah. that's right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we, yeah. we haven't gone away so
Yeah. And I'll yeah. be like, what what movie they're talking about? I don't have it. It's disappeared. Like it's yeah. all the yeah, internet doesn't exist. There's no <laughs> yeah, Hulu. Yeah. There's no Apple TV. Yeah, yeah. What the hell happened? Right, right. Yeah. I, I okay. no longer own physical media. That's why I look behind. That's why yeah, I own yeah. all these things. That way, if yeah. the grid goes down and the internet shuts down, I can still put up at least one solar panel with a little screen and a little Blu-ray player and still yeah. be able to access <laughs> this stuff. Because if they shut That's everything good. down, where's everybody's information? Oh, right. it's, all, it's in the cloud. Oh, I just go ahead and watch, uh, you know, on my Zoom or or I'm in Voodoo or Apple TV or YouTube. Like, no, they shut that down. Everything's gone. And and it's like it's not changeable. It's done and it's yeah. put on a shelf. Yeah, that's it. It can't go back and erase part of it. And like like mm-hmm. Kindle does, like they they erase 1984 off of people's Kindles, and they're like, what <laughs> happened, huh? There's just just to see if we can. Disney doesn't like females butt cheeks, so the 1984 <laughs> movie Splash with Daryl Disney Hannah loves walking, female butt cheeks. They did. They digitally. Well, yeah, in another context, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they digitally extend her hair to cover her butt cheeks on the digital streaming on Disney oh, Plus. Right. Splash is like, wait a minute. Yeah. In the regular thing, you can see her butt. And, so it's nature. And like the yeah. ET, they took the guns out of the, the hands guns of the and cops and they just got walkie talkies now. It's right. uh, yeah. it's, wow. it's sacrilege yeah. what they're doing. It's yeah. the Star Wars is. All yeah, the Star Wars, to the original Star Wars. Right, yeah, right. so yeah. yeah, it's sad. And now Disney owns Star Wars, dude. It's, <laughs> it's uh, people just got to give up on that shit. And stop going to the movies, you know. <laughs> Except for people like like me, I go not to be entertained and be like, "Ooh, wow, wow, wow!" I go and be like, "Okay, what message are they putting out? Right, what, right. What, what allegories are in here?" Because yeah. people just go just to give them the money and be like, right. "Oh, night out for the family, you know, a family of three right. or four. Shit, you're dropping fifty, eighty, a hundred bucks right there. It's Ugh, like, Fuck. crazy." <laughs> yep. But I did like I did go to see uh, the Dead Don't Die and Midsommar, mm-hmm. and I, I dosed big for Midsommar and. Holy crap. That was an experience. And just the art of it. Like I like to experience the art. Like it's something meant for the big screen. Right. And then later you go and look at it again and you see all the stuff, you know, or, you know, but in the first, the first viewing, I like to like feel it and have it happen to me. You know, I don't know. It's great. And audience participation is important. Right. As much as they want is locked down and watch at home with your family is not it's, the same thing. Right. That it's energy. Good. An energy of people, the laughing, the cheering, right. the, even the crying, some emotional stuff. Right. But then the negative getting shot is, up together by the by the MKL uh, yeah. <laughs> No, but then the negative energy is when that sex scene is happening and everybody's, you know, now there's like, you know, that tension yeah. because they're sucking on those sexual energies right. too. You know, there's and a it's reason weird because they they're that. all like they're all replicants having sex with each other and like it's a mm-hmm. program computer and a replicant and a replicant and it's like humans watching and then like. What is happening? Are we supposed to be aroused? Or, wait, or why are they fucking? Like, it's really, it's odd. Like, but it's the movie, like the movie wants to use the feeling of arousal to make us ready for the next message that's coming. You know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, anyway, it, it's, no, it's, I'm, a, I'm it's, taking a magi- it it's a magic trick, basically. Yeah. Like what, like a movie theater, a darkened theater is a magic space. And you give your consciousness to them for two hours and it's all black and no sound. It's sensory deprivation, except for what they give you. So it's total control of your perceptions for those two hours. So there is a lot to it. It is a, it is a, like, it's not just for artists, it's for magicians too, you know, and sometimes you get the rare person that's both 
I think Ari Aster might be one of those. And uh, so like they're, you know, it's, it's good to experience these things and to understand what they're doing. And that way you, the, the, the beliefs of, you know, the blight and the blackout and stuff, you'll recognize that it's social justice programming, whatever shit like in your brain so that it won't affect you the same way that it affects other people subconsciously. Your conscious mind will be able to pick it out and be like, nope, <laughs> that's not going in there. You know, mm-hmm. that way you can keep your conscious clean. You can keep sanity. You can, you can sanitize the insanity, Ivan. You can keep your brain clean with clean information, with a good filter of critical thinking. You know, and that's if you have that critical thinking and you have the knowledge of occultism and magic and like and and, um, you know, um, uh, the mind and, you know, the, you have the understanding of the subconscious and like how it it affects your actions. And then you can use you can have a conscious filter and you can see the good art and you can still give your money to the good artists, you know, Um and it, it won't, you'll be able to experience it and you'll be able to know what others are being programmed with and you can still enjoy the good art. It's a nice place to sit. It's like better than giving all your consciousness and accepting it all as true. You know, you, you only accept what you like. Oh, that was a beautiful picture. And no, I don't believe that it's inevitable that AI is going to rule the world and like, you know, Or that anyway, we're gonna end up that we're gonna end up all crammed up in exactly in cities without the possibility of you know with right. <laughs> with the wasteland outside and possibility right. to possibility to go out. And, and like the the people watching already have the idea in their own worldview mm-hmm. that there is overpopulation. Yes. And then That's when they sure. go in, it's reinforced, you know, but for us it won't be reinforced because we don't believe that shit, you know. So it keeps us sane. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Keep- yeah, I'm not going. Don't think I'm going uh, ever ever gonna be going in a cinema uh, at, a, at a theater anymore. So <laughs> probably not. Yeah. I don't. I did. don't have that. I don't have that problem <laughs> of deciding yeah, if right. going or not going because I'm not going. So <laughs> <laughs> whether I want it or not. So the new yeah. world, new world order rules. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got some yeah. tyranny over so, there, man. Yeah, <laughs> a, little, a little bit, yeah, slightly, yeah. slightly, very, very. <laughs> anyway, yes, I think, yeah. Uh, let's close it, close this up, and uh, okay. so yeah, uh, thank you guys for having been here once again, and uh, yeah, catch you all next time. All right, awesome. later. Bye. Thank you. Bye.